I do have the power to uh, begin this recording, and it is recording now. So that once we get the uh, audio off, we'll chop off this little stuff here. So if you want to blow your nose or anything right now, or go to the bathroom again, are you sure? Or I'll just leave <laughs> this have, in now. I'm in good shape at the moment. Uh, five minutes. Yeah. I'll, le I'll leave that part in just to show people that are listening that you're you're a human <laughs> oh thank you all right here we go now we Looks can a professional uh, approach yeah <laughs> now stop i have to get serious here. all right let's do it okay here we go hello and welcome to divine love radio wdlr the internet's hallmark worldwide divine love radio station the station where the sole purpose is to awaken souls to the truth of God's divine love message, the very message that Jesus brought to mankind over 2,000 years ago and is once again known through the pageant messages. The good news is that divine love is available and gifted to all mankind who seek it through earnest prayer. Hello, my name is Brooke Folk, and I'll be your host on this one-of-a-kind program in hopes of raising your curiosity about life and its purpose and what happens after we draw our last breath of the physical experience, a program that will direct you to volumes of information that your soul has been yearning for. Today's guest co-hosts each have their own history of divine love, and in this episode of WDLR, we will have the privilege to learn more about not only Al Fike, a returning guest co-host, but his lovely wife, Jean. So Al and Jean, welcome again to Divine Love Radio. Woohoo! Thank you. Bye, Brooke. Good loving lit soul to you both. Aww. And to you too. We are doing this program as we've done a few other episodes with the convenience of the Zoom format. And then the audio portion will be transferred into the talk shoe format. So while we are doing this radio program, Al, Gene, in, well, I'll say Vancouver area of Canada. Gibson's. Uh, Gibson's. And then I in southwestern Pennsylvania are viewing each other on the Zoom format, and yet only the audio was what you are listening to right now. Divine Love Radio got its beginnings just a few short months ago. Al and Jean have been, let us say, Divine Love celebrities. Always like to add that in there. <laughs> Good thing they can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a wonderful pleasure to have two people talking to me via Zoom and that I can see that you are comfortable uh, in your attire. Uh, Al is uh, biologically uh, correct in setting through this next maybe hour program without having to go to the bathroom. Careful, bro. <laughs> okay, I got and that it's out. it's not just the two of us this afternoon visiting us on our deck is a stellar blue jay and a black crow. So you may have some uh, 
background noise, filling in the gaps. I would enjoy that. Yes. I did a program with, uh, let's see, Eva is down in Brisbane, Australia. And she had birds singing, and I thought it was her birds and pets inside her home. She said, would you wish I closed the window? It's the outside birds. Well, that's pretty unique. We left them in, of course. Well, I'm wondering what the symbolism is with the jay and the crow. Who represents who? <laughs> we think alike, because I was thinking, this, what does that symbolism represent? <laughs> Jean will let you do the... <laughs> the research on that well gene's favorite color is the same color as the j so maybe that uh, represents gene and i'm uh, i'm wearing black at the moment so might hmm. be an obvious representation they're kind of tricksters they love to entertain us and the crow often goes up on our skylight and looks down <laughs> on us and right over the dining room table, we'll have a lot of guests, and there's the crow looking down, just wanting to be part of what's going on. A crow is a curious bird. You know, you can have something shining or whatever, shiny little trinket of some sort out in the field, and they want to investigate. That's what we do here in WDLR, Divine Love. We investigate. We investigate your curiosity to see if it was similar to mine, for example, or Al and Gene, where we, something was missing, something that was not shiny in our souls, something was missing, and we looked forward in prayer to find the simplistic value of truth. And that's a big subject in today's news. Who or where can you get the absolute truth? Well, some are so brazen, they say fake news. Well, why would anybody listen to something if they already know it's fake news? Well, here in Divine Love Radio, this is not fake news. This is a, well, it's a background that has a long history. And if you want current history, there is that too. And Al and Jean are examples of Divine Love. But we're talking the pageant messages that date over 100 years ago. And the physical got a chance to have messages received of truth, of what Jesus taught when he was on earth over 2,000 years ago. The truth came in the form of channeled messages, and there are gifted mediums who can channel messages through various methods. Al, could you bring us up to light of, in the divine love community, the mediums and their ways of uh, receiving these spirit messages? Well, I think the most common way of receiving spirit messages is uh, through impressions. So there's a rapport between uh, the individual and a spirit, hopefully an angel, and there can be information, a small message, some indication, even visual messages given to that individual. So in that regard, many people in the divine love community uh, have some form of mediumistic connection with others or with uh, angels. And um, then it, it gets a little more complicated. Well, Paget was uh, a um, automatic. automatic writing medium, a sort of trance medium where he would put uh, his 
pencil on a piece of paper and just relax his hand and it would start to move and eventually it, it started to create words. And interestingly, all of those words, and I've seen the actual transcripts, the original transcripts from Paget, and all of the letters are joined together. So each line has just a series of letters, series of letters. And it was up to the people that were receiving the, the message, the transcript, to cut all those letters into words. And sentences. And sentences. So that's quite interesting, that flow of just letters through Paget. And I have always been curious whether he knew what was being written or not. Because he, I'm sure, sat there in prayer and just relaxed and allowed whatever to come to come. You know, did he know the words that were coming? Or did he just let his hand write the letters uh, that were joined together and then, you know, figure it out later? Um, I'm not sure whether there are any messages in that regard from Padgett. Uh, I'm also a, a medium, a trance medium. Um, and I receive it through, it's like words coming into my mind and being spoken reflexively. So I'm not thinking of the words that are coming. They just flow through my mouth and I'm not composing anything. I'm not uh, judging anything. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just allowing it to flow. And it, it comes uh, quite readily at times. Other times it can be kind of choppy. I mean, it, it does depend on the medium's condition, how um, easily they're attuned and in rapport with uh, the angels. So it can be at times very um, fluid and uh, very, you know, a message can be quite uh, interesting and and well presented and other times it's kind of choppy and and uh, needs a bit of editing later on and all of that kind of thing so well it's do you know when you are uh, speaking the words or you're hearing the sentences come out and later you remember you were following along with what you were speaking Yes, I've met uh, trans mediums that have no idea what's coming through. It's like they go to sleep, and they, they're they not aware of anything. And uh, the, the woman who mentored me and was an incredible medium uh, had no idea. We would have a prayer circle together and, and often pray for an hour, and she wouldn't remember a thing. So she says, oh, yeah, she used to complain that, oh, you guys have all had the benefit of a, a lovely message from Spirit, but I didn't hear anything. I was just, you know, she was just <laughs> gone. So Sometimes she would say, did we have the prayer? Like oh, she would yes. just going to start. Yeah. yeah. So that's another, it's the same sort of trance mediumship, but at a deeper level. And uh, this dear lady, uh, Barbara Davies, uh, who was my mentor, I jokingly say that she was, uh, or that I was medium light and she was medium heavy. Uh, and how many years ago was that that you realized you had this gift? 
It wasn't that many years ago. I, you know, I've been involved with praying for divine love for, I don't know, 40 some odd years. And I had been receiving messages from my friend Barbara for all of those years. And uh, they asked me to set forward, uh, oh, I guess what, five or six years ago? At least. Yeah, more maybe seven. Seven. Um, and it's it's been an interesting journey. And I've even I have noticed the difference in the quality of the messages and uh, the content of the messages has improved over the years. Gene is the one who takes care of the recording of these messages and getting them out to those who transcribe them. How many to date do you think you have recorded? Oh, Brooke, countless, countless. Um, I would say, I don't know, maybe 200 in a four or five month period as I look back on the fall and as I look back on last spring. And uh, there were over 200 just on one project from April until October. Hundreds a hundreds year. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And we can't keep up with the transcribing uh, and posting on our website. So we have a very eager, ambitious team of volunteers from Africa, New York, uh, remote area of um, British Columbia, where we live in this province, in Washington state, Oregon state, and as well as locally. And um, everybody tries to uh, take a turn as the messages come in. And we just see who's available to do it. And then after they listen to the recording and transcribe it, they email it back. And we give Al the opportunity to read it over. And he does that with, um, you know, going into rapport again with the angel or with his experience of receiving the message to, to check up on things like the grammar and uh, the sentence structure. And once in a while, not very often, I think, and Al's the better one to speak to this, there may be slight changes to the meaning uh, than was originally um, received, would you say that? Yeah, it's an interesting process because, I mean, a lot of the corrections are just very simple ones like adding an and or, you know, period, yes. period or a comma or something like that. It's really simple stuff. And I certainly don't need to go into rapport with an angel to figure that stuff out. It's pretty basic. But there are times when you know, maybe some words get transposed. I've noticed that, in fact, I'm listening to the messages that's coming through, and I'm thinking, oh, that's not right. Oh. <laughs> not. Yeah, that, happening. I thought, oh, I better correct that later, so I make a little mental note. So there's like two two of me in there. Yes. One is, uh, is the spirit, the angel, and the other one is me. I and I'm kind of stepping back a little bit. Well, you and would allowing uh, this other individual to 
come very close. I mean, closer than any other what a human being could be. That was what I was thinking when I asked the question earlier. You hear yourself, you know what is going yeah. on. But then when you get a hiccup and you say, oh, that's not quite right, maybe a sentence structure or whatever, then does that garbledy gook the messages at all because you're now anxious to make that correction and keep that in thought? Um, memory? I think as, as I've been more used to it, I think uh, there, there aren't a lot of things now that distract me, which surprises me. We've had some very interesting situations where there have been some very obvious distractions. People knocking at the door, running in, and, uh, the phone yeah. ringing, um, all kinds of Noises, things. Yeah. You know, things like that, which, uh, you know, this other medium I was telling you about would be very distracted and, and quite startled by it. I don't seem to be in that. I just seem to keep carrying on, so. It surprises me, too. But I do want to make a correction, if I may, because yes. I know there's a sense with some of the people I know in the Divine Love Movement that every time I sit in prayer, there's a message. And that isn't the case. That Gina and I sit and pray every day, every morning for an hour, and I would say, I don't know, 90% of the time, we're sitting in silence. Mm -hmm. You know, I might get some download, some impression from a spirit, but I don't uh, sit here and tell Gene what I'm experiencing or whatever. We'll, mm -hmm. you know, we're in, we're in silence, we're in quiet. So a lot of the messages come through either when we're in a prayer circle or if we're in a retreat like we've done uh, this last uh, few months. Actually, with you, Brooke, and if I um, can interrupt, I want to ask you uh, to share what it was like for you to pray with us and to receive those beautiful messages that came through because, you know, we, we, um, we don't often get this opportunity. So what was it like? Dead air is not a good thing on radio. So I'm always filling in the dead air with something. But now you're not allowed to ask me questions. <laughs> 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 yes, you are. Of course you are. Even in, uh, I did a program with Jeff Cutler uh, about two weeks ago. And I threw him for a loop. I said, okay, we've covered that. Covered, ask me a question. He couldn't. He got uh, tongue-tied there. He said, I, I, I can't. Well, that's okay. But you do. Come right out. Of course, I met Gene and Al Fike in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, suburb of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's the southwestern part of the state. Everyone should know approximately where that is. Well, I live in a small community about 70 miles from Monroeville, and we're down here near the Maryland border. Well, when I heard that Al and Gene were going to be visiting our dear friend and new friends, uh, Bill Fraze in Monroeville, and extended an invitation for me, I made arrangements to visit two days. And the first morning, I was uh, introduced by Bill Fraze's wife, 
And we just went in and sat down in her living room as if we were friends for the last 20 years. And that is the energy that was surrounding the home. Jean and Al were being picked up from their hotel by William and also Jean's sister, Judy. And when they came in, it was hugs, it was generalization, conversation, and they said, now we are going to pray for an hour. Wow, I've never prayed for an hour in my life. No. <laughs> we do it every day. <laughs> Combination. So I said, what? How many, how many times do I got to say the same thing over and over and over again? No, that's not me. And when we went into prayer, first maybe five, maybe ten minutes of that was silent. And then Al began to speak. And I was sitting right next to Al, almost kneecap to kneecap, because we we're in a kind of a circle. And I was listening intently eyes closed, and the thoughts that were going through my mind is, who is channeling through Al? And it was probably not till halfway through that message I realized it was Jesus. And of course, it was. But I was somewhat nervous, uh, not in physical nervousness, but I was trying to listen so hard to the message. But then after the message, Jean did her magic on her phone and got it out and got it transcribed within hours and it came back and I was able to read what I heard in my physical ears. Now that was my first message ever through a medium. And here it was Jesus. How ironic, because since then my prayers always asked, it was always asking for the simplicity of understanding the truth. Now it incorporates Jesus. One day I want to hear your voice. I know from the messages that it is a most mild demeanor and you're just a beautiful voice, captivating. Uh -huh. and, I, and I do want to hear your voice. And this is what our togetherness meant. And that hour, well, it was part that, part my prayer, part silence and meditation. And then it was over, and we had a discussion among the people that were there, and there were four or five of us that related what experiences we had gone through, and there were no dry eyes. So emotion came through. And for those people who are listening to this out of curiosity, I don't expect you to be listening to DLR radio because it's entertainment and you just stumbled across and want to listen. You were brought to this program because of law of attraction. You are missing something. And if your spirit guide or if you want to call your angel kind of nudged you to these programs, but it's for a reason. Now, not everybody might get to meet Al and Gene, but they are here on DLR. There are a lot of programs that have been broadcast since the olden days, the radio days, but nothing has been as important because this is internet radio that has the potential and the opportunity to be tuned in by people around the world. That's why it is called WDLR, Worldwide Divine Love Radio.
Now, maybe we have a handful of listeners. We don't know, and maybe we have hundreds, but these are archived programs. So we are touching souls through this means for years to come. And Gene, I went around the boat and in the back door, and I came up front, and I kind of told you what that meant to me in language I hope you can understand, <laughs> as well as the listeners. Now, we did have the rest of that day, and we went into another prayer. But we had two more additional messages. And Al said, that's unusual. Three messages. And let's see. How did you feel, Brooke? How did I feel? Well, that's something that we've talked about on the program. It's different for everyone. Every soul is different. The divine love, when it grabbed me, I'll say grabbed, it doesn't grab, but it nurtured my soul in a very, very, very beautiful way about a year and three months ago. So I didn't know what I would expect. Mm -hmm. Sitting in the presence of someone giving a message does Jesus know that I was sitting there along with the others? I'm with divine love celebrities here. You know, I felt like, uh, what is it? The masters and the golfers are out there playing now and having so much excitement. Well, I just hit a hole in one. Does that answer your question? <laughs> well, Sounds good. <laughs> you know, the, Brooke, this is why we do these travels and, um, try and stage these uh, retreat events so that people will have experiences like you've described. And it, it warms my heart to hear your response and how, you know, this affected you because that's why we do that. That's why we put in the effort and, mm. and uh, take up any uh, opportunity that is available to us to be able to share uh, these experiences and these messages and the closeness of the angels. And Jesus is very humble. You know, he will come and be with us. He will come and speak to us. It, you know, I, I know there's in uh, Christianity, there's a common idea that Jesus is God and, you know, this kind of separation between mankind and Jesus, but it's not true. Jesus is a spirit, a beautiful angel, the highest of angels. But with the divine love in his soul and the light in his soul, he has a deep humility, a deep humility. And he is willing to come all the way from where he is in the celestial realms down to where we are, which is like going to the garbage dump. <laughs> you know, but he's willing to do it. And when he For people like yourself and, and uh, you know, whoever is open and receptive. When he comes, it just seems to lift all the stress of this earth plane. You know, the shadows, the darkness, the harsh world the busyness, the stressors, physical pains. When he comes, it's just lifted, lifted into, oh, well, I guess they are able, the angels are able, if they can make a rapport, lift us up out of the earth plane and above the conditions 
of the world and it seems as if they elevate us into a higher spiritual realm and then we get at least a brief um, opportunity to experience what it's like uh, to be in a, a more highly progressive uh, state in soul development when they lift us up. And when Jesus comes, everything just melts away. It, I, I don't know how to describe it. And as Al says, his humility, his humility is just, I don't know, beyond anything else I've ever experienced. That love is so profound and deep and strong and gentle and peaceful and healing. Uh, I don't think there's anything better than that. Well, to be humble and say all that you have just said, I echo. But to be humble, to know that I had a message. We all had a message on that day in Monroeville. And that I was part of it. Out of the billions, that's with the B, billions of people on the planet, I had that opportunity. Yes, it is humbling. And reading the pageant messages, I was open-minded long before I come across the pageant messages because I was seeking the truth. That's why I was led to those messages. P-A-D-G-E-T-T, pageant messages. If you haven't listened to other episodes here on WDLR, we like to mention websites where you can gain some information. You may use your favorite search engine and do your searching yourself of divine love or divine love prayer. That also we will be revealing. But if you want or to say divine love sanctuary, that is exactly what I was getting out. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth, just like you take them out of the spirit mouths, and they now they put words. Our souls are in harmony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, as Al just mentioned. Give your website, Divine Love Sanctuary.com. Uh, very simple. Uh, there are transcripts of many of the messages that have been given on that website, plus some of the work we're doing. We're going to be uh, having a house concert on Sunday, this coming Sunday, in order to raise funds for the children in Namibia, in Brimiopsis, uh, who are in pretty dire straits. And Jean and I made a commitment to raise funds for this uh, in order to help Helgi Merker, who is another Divine Love follower, to uh, build an orphanage there and to feed the children. So that's been our ongoing commitment now for a few years. And that's this weekend in your home, is that yes, what you meant, in your, in your house concert? Yes. So, uh, the musical instruments are concert instruments, music, or is it well, a Well, they're mainly uh, guitars and ukuleles and drums and flutes. and. Okay. You know, we're on the west coast of Canada here. I mean, you know, we're... 
we're in the heart of hippie country here. So. <laughs> they have a beautiful home by the pictures I've seen. And the three weeks, maybe a month ago, well, it was about maybe two months ago even, you had orca whales visible yeah. out your windows. Yes. We did, yeah. We did. And lots of eagles and uh, sometimes dolphins and seals and, you know, all kinds of things. I wrote a story recently, very recently, and I named the character Paul Gibson, I believe. And, of oh. course, I thought, thought of you. And Paul uh, Gibson is a maple-producing individual over 95 years old now. And the words... Um, this came out, Gibson, I said, I'm going to stick with that. And I'm sure it was either a derivative or actually the actual spelling of your hometown. But this is a small community of about 2,000, but it's on the outer parts of Vancouver. And uh, your weather is paradise-like, uh, like even in this uh, winter cultured area that I'm in. Uh, you have uh, very rarely received heavy snowfalls. That's correct, yeah, and, but we very or have never experienced uh, 70 degrees Fahrenheit in February like we did where you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that was ironic in itself. We haven't mentioned that. When Gene and Al and Judy were in uh, Monroeville, I mean, we, we have snow here. We have four to six-inch snowfalls, quite common. We've had uh, 15 below uh, just a few weeks before. And these two individuals get off the plane and the thermometer went up. I don't know what pool they have, but they you can check this out for anybody. And that was uh, March 19th to 20th and 21st, something like that, I believe. They were record-breaking temperatures by a good many degrees in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. And, yeah. uh, well, I think one of the aspects of enough divine love in your soul is that you can melt the snow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jean's just shaking her head. I can see her. And uh, my next question for Jean is being so close to a medium, have you ever had any impressions of your own? Oh, yes. Um, oh, what a loaded question, Brooke. There's many different ways I could answer this. Um, I'm in awe of Al's gifts, and because we've been married 42 years, I'm also so close to him. I know the human frailties, too. And Very well, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it astonishes me the reactions that he gets uh, from neighbors, friends, and generally in the divine love medium. And um, our son was living with us for a few months when we hosted an international retreat. And there were over 40 people from around the world. And our son, he was just blown away. He said to us, why does everybody treat dad like God? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> He was, you know, um, it's like it's just dad. I mean, you know, <laughs> big deal here. So, you know, human beings, um, uh, 
I think it's so important and all the messages tell us we need to test these truths. You know, you should always test and all the messages are telling us to go to our own souls. The most important thing is each individual's relationship with God. And um, Al does not want to be responsible for giving other people guidance, guidance that might influence their lives, because first and foremost, we believe in free will, and that is one of God's greatest gifts to us. And all of these gifts, yes, I agree, Al is exceptional, but all of us have the capacity. We were created as souls to have our souls be at one with God. And it's challenging. You know, you were mentioning, what, pray for an hour? Well, we've been praying together Oh, about 45 years, and individually longer than that. And um, the challenges of life, it's such a godless society. And, you know, we all have these challenges. So um, the other thing I wanted that came to mind when you asked me what it's like to live with a medium, he gets a lot of projections, not only you know, godlike projections, but a lot of pushback. Ungodlike projections. Yes, a lot of, <laughs> he's a fake, he is um, a Buddhist, he think he is, yeah. He, <laughs> you know, running by his ego, and, you know, he's just human. He's just a regular kind of guy. And um, he, well, Augustine, one of our most blessed wonderful teachers he said to us one day you wouldn't have to do much research to list your shortcomings <laughs> and, you know that is so true like we're just doing our best we're struggling along um but i think the angels as luke said to us just a day or two ago that he was talking about the sins of the parents being visited upon the children for generation after generation. He gave a magnificent message on this topic. And he just said how precious are the relatively few number of people in the world that are aware of God's love. And so anyone on earth who is praying will have a celestial angel come and be with them. Anyone who's sincerely praying to be a channel of light and love to share these truths they will have a host of celestial angels drawn to them, trying to help them, praying with them, helping them progress, helping them overcome their challenges in life. They will never interfere with free will, but you can get all the help you need. So with Al, 
it's been an amazing adventure. And I keep them very busy trying to help me. Yes. <laughs> I think sometimes they say to him, listen to your wife. And um, <laughs> once in a while he shares that with me, but I think, you know. Um, yeah, not, not as often as I actually get the uh, guidance. So. <laughs> but I think we have gifts that complement each other. Yes, you both. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, they say opposites attract, and in mm. our case, it definitely is. Wow. Yes, when, uh, when Gina and I met, I was painfully shy. Painfully shy. And Gene was quite an extrovert. And now, as we've grown older, I think that extroversion has rubbed off on me a little bit. Um, Obviously not uh, into that shyness mode where I couldn't speak to you today. I'm actually quite enjoying our conversation. So I think Gene has helped me a great deal in terms of just opening up and expressing myself in the world. That is so true from the months that I've known you. And of course, I have the pleasure of meeting you both. Yes, there was nothing... Uh, inhibiting about you, Al, that uh, we had our little conversations as we walked the paths of the little park in uh, the area where we were. And it was Al who saw our first robins of spring, and he brought it to our attention. Uh, that was the first robin of, uh, and I didn't see any more for almost three weeks later here in my hometown area. So that was pretty unique. Well, St. Francis of Assisi is part of the band of angels that watches over us. And he's often said that he brings the animals, the birds, the creatures. When Helgi was here visiting uh, the angel, she wanted to see a bear in the worst way. And so, yes, they brought it. And then another day she was asking and asking, please, she wanted to see whales, and they brought them. <laughs> and, um, That's yeah. unique. So, and I, I remember uh, one day in February, I was out in the garden. Often, you know, we'll get not as warm as the day that we had, but we'll get warmer weather in February in Vancouver. Area. And uh, I was tending to my garden, getting ahead of my gardening uh, chores that I had to do. And here's a hummingbird hovering around me at about knee level. Wow. around me. And I thought, where on earth did you come from? This is winter, you know, yeah. you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to, you know, they come in the, in the spring and the summer. And uh, sure enough, we had, that uh, evening, we had had a prayer circle with several other people. And, and Francis came through and he said, yes, I brought the bird to you to tell you that I was with you. That is pretty, pretty neat. Yeah, and it is pretty amazing. If I look to my right here in my office, there's hummingbirds to the oh. right in uh, uh, a glass, stained glass representation of hummingbirds. It was a favorite bird of mine always because they are so unique and they hover like helicopters and they dart in and out. And I guess we could probably find an analogy with that bird in divine love if we were to think about it for a minute. Uh, they're beautiful, they're very agile, uh, they can be very friendly and inquisitive, 
and they like specific colors of feeders, either clear nectar or red. I mean, this is scientific people to sell you hummingbird we, feeders in the store. We had an, ex sorry, Brooke, did you finish? No, you go, you're co-host. You can tramp all over me anytime you want. All right, it's my specialty. One morning, Al and I were sitting in these very seats having our morning prayer, and we were both in that deep place of holy communion with our eyes closed, and the it was warm outside, and we had the sliding patio doors to our deck open, and uh, a hummingbird came right in, and both of us, with our eyes closed, we, we heard the bird. We opened our eyes, and he was darting right in, front of us. right in front of both of us as we were praying. And so, you want to finish? So anyway, the, the bird was there for a few minutes, and uh, was you know we were kind of startled and pleasantly surprised. And then he decided to you know go out, but he went out a different way. And unfortunately, he hit. He got to the window. He couldn't get out the window. The corner, rather than the windows. sliding glass door that was open. And so I got up and I tried to help the bird out, but I reached to grab him. But of course, I didn't like that idea, you know, with my hand. So I thought, oh, I'll put my finger out. And sure enough, I put my finger out, and he hopped right on my uh, pointing finger. And uh, so I walked him to the door, and, and out he flew. So that yet, was pretty amazing. Yet, that is, that, is that the moral of the story? You always keep one, op one eye open when you're praying? Well, <laughs> maybe. maybe that is a good idea, because another time we were here having our morning prayer, we're just going to sit down and start, and we look at the ledge on our deck, really close by where we're sitting and in came a giant a huge magnificent blue heron and wow. he sat right here and not in our house but on the ledge on the ledge yeah. just outside the window right yeah. close and um so you know we were just transfixed on this magnificent creature and then we closed our eyes and we had our prayer about an hour later we opened our eyes he was still there he stayed with us the whole time and then we locked uh, gazes at each other and then majestically he rose up and flew away and that has never ever happened before that I, I've never seen a heron on our deck. No. And, but he came like for the prayer. And uh, I did a little research and it suggested online that he represents patience. So I figured he came to me. Okay, I could use a bushel basket at times of that too. So coincidentally, at about three o'clock this afternoon, I received a phone call from a friend who lives on the farm. 
and they were out uh, looking out their window as they're on a conversation. Oh, the heron's back. Blue heron was in the pond on this farm. And I said, are they larger or smaller than a egret? Because egrets come and land in rivers and they like to go to the shallow areas. That's where they can catch their fish easier. But to have that conversation today and then to have your story follow up, and it's for patience. Okay, I got a double whammy of patience just talking about that today. Yeah, so the, the blue herons here are about four feet tall. So. Wow, okay. When they, this one was bigger. And their average. wingspan is about six feet. Yeah. Yes, and uh, they mentioned that when it took off that it looked like a small aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> That's so neat. Yeah. Oh, right. So you can see on WDLR radio, we talk more than about divine love specifically. We have humor in there, which that is all a part of divine love. And we're not a a preaching religious type radio program. We're not going to ask you to send your tithes and offerings. And we're not going to send you any special trinkets for doing such things. We're here to talk about life. And Gene and Al, when they came to Monroeville, they came in to us from New York. They spent a few days here, and then they went back to New York and had a few days in and around the Manhattan area, Brooklyn. And then I'll let you take over from there, but you headed off to Florida. Give us a synopsis in the time remaining of your adventures these past five weeks and i know how many 30 what nights did you spend in different beds nights yeah okay so go ahead take it away and give us a an overview we're looking at each other yeah. are you going or are you going <laughs> well i i guess to begin with uh, these junkets are not taken uh, without uh guidance from our angel friends who indicate that we should go so that's the beginning of the planning stage. You know, we get this feeling that we should be going to these places. Now, other than Monroeville, we've been to all of these places before. So we know there are connections there to be made. And uh, so a lovely fellow uh, named Hal uh, lives in New York and Queens, actually, not Brooklyn. And uh, he has a church there. And it's a church without a congregation. So, uh, you know, I can go into the stories of how we met, but uh, let's just say that uh, God brought us together. And uh, I saw a vision of this church before we even went there. And I had a feeling that this church was going to be a divine love church in some future time. And that we should make connections there and, and keep that in our thoughts and, and some ideas that, uh, you know, maybe we will help to establish a divine love church there. I don't think we will be doing it directly, but I think we will be helping others do it. And uh, so, you know, usually when we come to these areas, we develop uh, or we invite people to come in for a retreat, maybe a couple of days of prayer, like you did in Monroeville. Uh, 
And uh, so that's what we did. So we had two weekends in New York um, and two prayer sessions in this church in Queens. And also we did a session, an open session in Manhattan in a place that we had never, we didn't know anything about. We actually relied on a friend to help arrange that. And uh, I don't know, I'll well, these, put it over to you. These trips are guided and they are a giant leap of faith because we really have to trust in our guidance and exercise our faith because you know we don't get the date the time the place which flights to book but we both will get um the feeling the spiritual nudgings the knowing from our souls that we're meant to go and we are meant to make connections so uh for the whole 37 days that we were traveling, um, it was a combination of deep connections that we had made over the last five years in some cases, and then many new people. Um, so like when we met you, um, Brooke, I have no doubt that that was part of the angelic plan you were part of that um, purpose of this trip. There was another beautiful friend we'd only met online, oh, I don't know, maybe a year, and she made the trip all the way from the Washington, D.C. area. Um, there were others from New Jersey and um, house associates uh, from the community where he works, the beautiful people that came to the church. We took Raphael LaGrove with him, with us, uh, and along with Judy. You met my sister Judy. And for the four of us to um, co-host these workshops in New York, the first weekend was all in Queens, and then the other weekend was in Queens and Manhattan. Uh, Raphael put notices on social media, and Hal was uh, the host there at the Hollis Woods Community Church. And the number of people we met all together, well, there were 36 people that registered for the Manhattan afternoon workshop. Thank goodness they did not all show up because we didn't know the venue and it was just too small. It wouldn't have held everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, but there's still people that we met, uh, that we connected with in a meaningful way, in a spiritual way. And now we're praying together simultaneously. They want to come to, uh, divine love retreats. Um, because when, people come together and with the angel's support and you're all praying for divine love the conditions just get higher and higher and stronger and stronger and it seems that for most of the people that come the experience is more intense and more beautiful and more loving 
than what each one of us gets on our own. So it's as if the angels are using us. It seems like our mission, our calling, is to help create a lattice network of lights, light workers all around the world. And since we retired, the number of people we've met online and then in person, it, it's just astonishing. It's astounding. And it seems as if we're only just beginning. And the number of stories that those who have met you go out and tell others who tell others. And that is the power of the internet. We know they use it for the wrong purposes and many, many, many percentage points of the internet as a whole. And there are a lot of religious programming uh, through different formats on the internet. Yet you mentioned a while ago, we are but just a few in this world who have sought for and are seeking the truth. And if the world we know is becoming so polluted, not only through the Mother Earth realms of pollution, but of minds and of wrongdoings, and yet you have a few souls that have received messages that say that some serious balancing needs to be taken place. It's mm -hmm. gone through before, it shall go through it again. Mm -hmm. But those may be difficult times for some, and uh, not to put a time frame on it, but anyone who listens to news can catch that there is some climate changes going on. And when that happens, any scientist will tell you that it creates different problems. And if it gets escalating faster than what we can conceive and believe, then will we perk up our ears and seek out the creator and his intentions? It's a difficult message. People won't listen to it until they're really in the throes of problems and they seek earnestly the help from the creator at that point, even if they're believers or not. They have nothing else to lose in their mind's eye. They just want help. And those prayers do get answered on occasion because it really comes from earnestness. However, yes. if they are seeking a, a, a proof that this is truly a message from spirit realms, from celestial spirits, they first need to do that prayer the divine love prayer, and do it three weeks, three times a day. What do you have to lose, listeners? Just do that and see what your soul is open to and the way your soul receives the reaction that you get will be completely different than what genes or mine or owls have been. We've mentioned this on various episodes. And what I need to tell you is it's striking in all your prayers that you have done through your religions and your faiths, you've never experienced anything like this. So something is happening. And here we are. An hour has almost sped by. Jean and Al have been in prayer once or twice today, almost an hour. They've granted us one hour here. You'd think they would be burnt out. 
Is there such a thing as burnout of a medium? No, we're prayeraholics. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm just hungry. <laughs> it's dinner time. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, in Vancouver, it is now going six on six o'clock. <laughs> and uh, have you located any wedding soup? <laughs> in Vancouver? Oh, <laughs> yeah, we never heard of that until. <laughs> You're a neck of the woods. And pineapple beer. <laughs> Did you hear that? That yeah. we went to a restaurant one evening. We had Appalachian pizza and Allegheny pizza. Those are names, of course, for Pennsylvania, uh, southwestern Pennsylvania. And there, it was a microbrewery restaurant, and they had big vats of beer in there. And one of their house specialties was pineapple beer. And yeah. if, you, if you tasted that. Pretty unique. And I, I thought it was interesting that uh, I was exploring some of my deep roots that my grandfather's um, ancestors came to Pennsylvania many, many years ago, back in the 1700s. What's that with William Penn? Let's see, when, when William Penn came in the 1600s, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So these, these guys were Pennsylvania Dutch, and my Grandfather, uh, he was born in Kansas and landed up coming to Alberta in Canada and then coming to Vancouver. So uh, it was almost full circle, Brooke. Uh, yeah. To Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm going to go out my front door probably. Well, I won't even wait. I'll, it's dark here. I'll go out and I'll bet you there's a, a blue heron setting on my car outside oh, the I driveway. <laughs> You better watch out he doesn't do anything on your car. Man, that would be quite a mess. Uh, the, par the sparrows do a good job at 33 degrees currently on this uh, particular oh, yeah. evening. Oh, yeah. so they're all hibernating in their favorite tree somewhere. No it has, you know, there's a lot of things that we have left unsaid, but we gave a good insight into the humbleness and the humor that you both have and the 40 some years of marriage that you have experienced and some of the stories that you related, you're just normal people. And I know. Much. Well, sort of normal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you have an opportunity, of course, to collect your thoughts and things that you forgot to mention on this program, we, of course, can do another episode and another episode, and they are always going to be archived so these shows can live on for, I won't say eternity, but as long as the Internet's around and as long as talk show is. Brooke, there's, you've got a long lineup of extraordinary, exceptional speakers, and I'm sure I know half a dozen people that just would love the opportunity to to be co-hosts with you and um i look forward to be yes. that with them and that you put out your magic fingers and tell them they don't have to be shy if mm -hmm. al and, well they know gene can do radio and al certainly can but gene you can have your own radio program you could feature Al as your sidekick, and who knows what the spirits would be. Uh, that that would be interesting. That really would. They have a great sense of humor too. 
Yes. But I don't want to be the sidekick. I want to be the main event. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So humble. Well, so yeah. humble. What 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 we have to to think of now? This is more of a serious uh, subject, but uh, I mentioned this to Al once, if not twice. But wondering if there would be a time where we would actually have a program where Spirit would come in and give Al a message, and the time the silence in between where you pray or you meditate or you're getting a report to the time that a spirit speaks that could be edited so it would be compressed as far as an actual event possibly being i don't know if the first but one of the first spirit messages to come through while on radio I am sure there would be, Brooke. The angels, they haven't spent all these years nurturing and supporting and helping to develop Al's gifts for nothing. They want to be able to share the truth of divine love with the world. And I have no doubt that um, they would be very happy to speak through Al on one of your shows. Well, that will be a very special treat that we look forward to that. And uh, since this is all volunteer work, we don't have to pay union scale. <laughs> no, I was hoping a lot more, but anyway. <laughs> I love you both. Thank you so much for enlightening the listeners on WDLR of just ordinary folks with extraordinary gift. And it's from out of this world and a part of this world. And we are wonderful, love-lit souls who just want to say, join us again and again and again here on WDLR. Closing remarks in the next one minute, you're on. Thank you, Brooke. God bless you. You're doing a wonderful, wonderful service here. I've been trying to keep up with all the former episodes, and I'm just thrilled with what you're doing. So it's been a privilege and we look forward to hosting you here in Gibson's on the West Coast and uh, pray with you again. God bless you. Thank you. That was special. Al? And thank you, Brooke. And, and I think we're all doing our part to bring this message out into the world. And uh, I really appreciate the efforts you've made. I mean, I never would have guessed that I would be on a, a radio program uh, with such a great guy like you and, and uh, all that you do to make us feel at home and, and to open up and comfortable in this situation. And I'm really enjoying it. I've, I'm quite up for doing more of these uh, programs, but I don't want to hog the air either. As, as uh, yes, many yeah. more people that should be on. Yeah, no, never, never fear about that. If you get so comfortable in doing these programs, another spin-off program can also be thought about. These are ideas and thoughts that come to my mind because there are some people who, and I have said this from my first beginnings of this program and my Divine Love Stories, which I haven't mentioned, divinelovestories.com if you want to hear some or read some. There is no charge, of course. Uh, But this is a curiosity program 
where your souls have been kind of nudging you to say something's missing. Come and listen, and then you go to the divine love sanctuary.com and start your own investigation, if you want to call it that, into divine love. We're not pushing you in one direction or the other. It does not matter what your current beliefs are or what churches you go to, what faiths of doctrines and creeds that you have. This is something that's between you, your soul, your creator, and we'll stop at that. And it's so easy to have such great guests who compliment you at the end of the program. I said I'd give you a minute. Gee, can you maybe squeeze about five more minutes? I'm enjoying these accolades. No, I'm just kidding you. I'm humble. So humble. You and <laughs> I am. Yeah. Okay. It's been a pleasure, Brooke. <laughs> pleasure is all mine, literally. And I'll say that this has been Brooke Falk, along with co-hosts Al and Gene Fike, and we look forward for your return visit. WDLR will have the privilege to learn more about God's love for you and his special gift of divine love. Until the next time, have a lovelit soul. Bye.